0: Exile Chapter eight Strangers Driz looked out Belwar's open door at the daily routines of the Trifneblin city, as he had every day for the last few ten days. Driz felt as though his life was in a state of limbo, as though everything had been put into stasis. He had not seen or heard of Gwenhiver since they had come to Belwar's house, nor had he any expectations of getting his piwafui or his weapons and armor back any time soon. Drizzt accepted it all stoically, figuring that he and Gwenhiver were better off now than they had been in many years, and confident that the Svrfnebli would not harm the statuette or any of his possessions. The drow sat and watched, letting events take their due course. Belwar had gone out this day one of the rare occasions that the reclusive burrow warden left his house. Despite the fact that the Deep Gnome and Drizzt rarely conversed, Belvoir was not the type who spoke simply for the sake of hearing his own voice. Drizzt found that he missed the burrow warden. Their friendship had grown, even if the substance of their conversations had not. A group of young Srifnebli walked past and shouted a few quick words at the drow within. This had happened many times before, particularly on the first days after Drizzt had entered the city. On those previous occasions, Drizzt had been left wondering if he had been greeted or insulted. This time, though, Drizzt understood the basic friendly meaning of the words, for Belwar had taken the time to instruct him in the basics of the Srefneblin tongue. The Burrow Warden returned hours later to find Drizzt sitting on the stone stool, watching the world slip past. Tell me, dark elf... The Deep Gnome asked in his hearty, melodic voice, "'What do you see when you look upon us? "'Are we so foreign to your ways?' "'I see hope,' Drizzt replied, "'and I see despair.' Belvoir understood. He knew that the shrift Society was better suited to the drow's principles, but watching the bustle of Blingdenstone from afar would only evoke painful memories in his new friend." "'King Schnickdick, and I met this day,' the burrow-warden said. "'I tell you in truth that he is very interested in you.' "'Curious would seem a better word,' Driz replied, "'but he smiled as he did so, "'and Belwar wondered how much pain was hidden behind the grin. "'The burrow-warden dipped into a short apologetic bow, "'surrendering to Driz's blunt honesty. "'Curious, then, as you wish.' "'You must know that you are not as we have come to regard Dral elves. "'I beg that you take no offense.' "'None,' Drizzt answered honestly. "'You and your people have given me more than I dared hope. "'If I had been killed the first day in the city, "'I would have accepted the fate without placing blame on the Srefneble.' "'Belwar followed Drizzt's gaze out across the cavern "'to the group of gathered youngsters. "'You should go among them.' Belwar offered. Drizzt looked at him, surprised. In all the time he'd spent in Belwar's house, the Serf Neblin had never suggested such a thing. Drizzt had assumed that he was to remain the borough warden's guest, and that Belwar had been made personally responsible for curtailing his movements. Belwar nodded toward the door, silently reiterating the suggestion. Drizzt looked out again. Across the cavern, the group of young Swerfnebli, a dozen or so, had begun a contest of heaving rather large stones at an effigy of a basilisk, a life-sized likeness built of stones and old suits of armor. Swerfnebli were highly skilled in the magical crafts of illusion, and one such illusionist had placed minor enchantments upon the likeness to smooth out the rough spots and make the effigy appear even more lifelike. Dog elf, you must go out sometime, Belvoir reasoned. How long will you find my home's blank walls fulfilling? They suit you, Drizzt retorted, a bit more sharply than he had intended. Belwar nodded and slowly turned about to survey the room. So they do, he said quietly, and Drizzt could clearly see his great pain. When Belwar turned back to the drow, his round-featured face held an unmistakable resigned expression. Maga Kamara, dark elf, let that be your lesson. Why? Drizzt asked him. Why does Belwar Disingalp, the most honored Burrow Warden, Belwar flinched again at the title, remain within the shadows of his own door? Belwar's jaw firmed up and his dark eyes narrowed. Go out, he said in a resonating growl. You are a young dark elf, and all the world is before you. Old I am. My day is long past. Not so old, Drizzt started to argue, determined this time to press the burrow warden into revealing what it was that troubled him so. But Belwar simply turned and walked silently into his cave room, pulling closed behind him the blanket he had strung up as a door. Drizzt shook his head and banged his fist into his palm in frustration. Belwar had done so much for him, first for saving him from the Srefneblin king's judgment, then by befriending him over the last few ten days and teaching him the Srefneblin tongue and the Deep Gnome ways. Drizzt had been unable to return the favor, though he clearly saw that Belwar carried some great burden. Drizzt wanted to rush through the blanket now, go to the burrow warden, and make him speak his gloomy thoughts. Driz would not yet be so bold with his new friend, however. He would find the key to the Burrow Warden's pain in time. He vowed this, but right now, he had his own dilemma to overcome. Belwar had given him permission to go out into Blindenstone. Driz looked back to the group across the cavern. Three of them stood perfectly still before the effigy, as if turned to stone. Curious, Driz moved to the doorway, and then, before he realized what he was doing... He was outside and approaching the young deep gnomes. The game ended as the drown the Srefneble being more interested in meeting the dark elf they'd rumored about for so many ten days. They rushed over to Drizzt and surrounded him, whispering curiously. Drizzt felt his muscles tense involuntarily as the Srefneble moved all about him. The primal instincts of the hunter sensed a vulnerability that could not be tolerated. Drizzt fought hard to sublimate his alter ego. Silently, he firmly reminded himself that the Srebnebli were not his enemies. "'Greetings, drow friend of Belvoir disengulp one of the youngsters offered. "'I am Seldig, fledgling and pledgling, and to be an expedition miner in but three years hence.' It took Drizzt a long moment to sort out the Deep Gnomes' rapid speech patterns. He did understand the significance of Seldig's future occupation, though, for Belwar had told him that the expedition miners, those Serfmebley who went out into the Underdark in search of precious metals and gems, were among the highest-ranking Deep Gnomes in all the city. "'Greetings, Seldig,' Drizzt answered at length. "'I am Drizzt Duarden.' Not really knowing what he should do next, Drizzt crossed his arms over his chest. To the Dark Elves, this was a gesture of peace, though Drizzt was not certain if the motion was universally accepted throughout the Underdark. The Srifnebli looked around at each other, returned the gesture, then smiled in unison at the sound of Drizzt's relieved sigh. You have been in the Underdark, so it has said, Seldig went on, motioning for Drizzt to follow him back to the area of their game. "'For many years,' Drizzt replied, falling into step beside the young Srefneblin. The hunting ego within the drow grew ill at the ease at the following Deep Gnome's proximity, but Drizzt was in full control of his reflexive paranoia. When the group reached the fabricated basilisk's side, Seldig sat on the stone and bid Drizzt give him a tale or two of his adventures. Drizzt hesitated, doubting that his command of the Srefneblin tongue would be sufficient for such a task. But Seldik and the others pressed him. At length, Driz nodded and stood. He spent a moment in thought, trying to remember some tale that might interest the youngsters. His gaze unconsciously roamed the cavern, searching for some clue. It fell upon and locked upon the illusion heightened basilisk effigy. Basilisk? Seldick explained. I know, Driz replied. I have met such a creature. He turned casually back to the group and was startled by the appearance. Seldig and every one of his companions had rocked forward, their mouths hanging open in a mixture of expressed intrigue, terror, and delight. "'Dark Elf? You have seen a basilisk?' one of them asked incredulously. "'A real, living basilisk?' Driss smiled as he came to decipher their amazement. The Sripnebli, unlike the Dark Elves, sheltered the young members of their community." Though these Deep Gnomes were probably as old as Drizzt, they had rarely, if ever, been out of Blinkenstone. By their age, Drow elves would have spent years patrolling the corridors beyond Menzoberranzan. Drizd's Drizzt's recognition of the Basilisk would not have been so unbelievable to the Deep Gnomes then, though the formidable monster was rare even in the Underdark. "'You said the basilisk were not real!' One of the Serven shouted to another, and he pushed him hard on the shoulder. "'Never, I did!' The other protested, returning the shove. My uncle saw one once, offered another. Scrapings in the stone wall was all your uncle saw. Seldig laughed. They were the tracks of a basilisk by his own proclamation. Drizd's smile widened. Basilisks were magical creatures, more common on other planes of existence. While Drow particularly the high priestesses, often opened gates to other planes. Such monsters obviously were beyond the norm of Svrfneblin life. Few were the deep gnomes who had ever looked upon a basilisk. Driz chuckled aloud. Fewer still, no doubt, were the deep gnomes who ever returned to tell that they had seen one. If your uncle followed the trail and found the monster, Seldy continued, he would sit to this day as a pile of stone in the passageway. I say to you now that rocks do not tell such tales. The berated Deep Gnome looked around for some rebuttal. Drizzt Warden has seen one, he protested. He is not so much a pile of stone. All eyes turned back to Drizzt. Have you really seen one, Dark Elf? Seldig asked. Answer only in truth, I beg. One, Drizzt replied. And you escaped from it before it could return the gaze? Seldig asked, a question he and the other Nebly considered rhetorical. Escaped? Triz echoed the gnomish word, unsure of its meaning. Escape? Uh, run away, Seldig explained. He looked to one of the other Shrifnebly, who promptly feigned a look of sheer horror, then stumbled and scrambled frantically a few steps away. The other deep gnomes applauded the performance, and Drizzt joined in their laughter. You ran from the basilisk before it could return your gaze, Seldig reasoned. Drizzt shrugged, a bit embarrassed, and Seldig guessed that he was withholding something. You did not run away? I could not escape, Drizzt explained. The basilisk had invaded my home and had killed many of my rothe Homes he paused, searching for the correct Swerfneblin word. "'Sanctuaries,' he explained at length, "'are not commonplace in the wilds of Underdark. Once found and secured, they must be defended at all costs.' "'You fought it?' came an anonymous cry from the rear of the Swerfneblin group. "'With stones from afar, yes?' asked Seldig. "'That is the accepted method.' Driz looked over at the pile of boulders the deep gnomes had been hurling at the effigy, then considered his own slender frame. My arms could not even lift such stones, he laughed. Then how? asked Seldig. You must tell us. Driz now had his story he paused for a few moments collecting his thoughts he realized that his limited skills with his new language would not allow him to weave much of an intricate tale so he decided to illustrate his words he found two poles that the srifnebli had been carrying explained them as scimitars then examined the effigy's construction to ensure that it would hold his weight The young deep gnomes huddled around anxiously as Drizzt set up the situation, detailing his darkness spell, actually placing one just beyond the basilisk's head, and the positioning of Gwenhyver, his feline companion. The Shrifnebli sat on their hands and leaned forward, gasping at every word. The effigy seemed to come alive in their minds, a lumbering monster with Drizzt, this stranger to their world, lurking in the shadows behind it. The drama played out, and the time came for Drizzt to enact his movements in the battle. He heard the Srifneblin gasp in unison as he sprang lightly onto the basilisk's back, carefully picking his steps up toward the thing's head. Drizzt became caught up in their excitement, and this only heightened his memories. It all became so real. The deep gnomes moved in close, anticipating a dazzling display of swordsmanship from this remarkable drow who had come to them from the wilds of the Underdark. Then something terrible happened. One moment, he was Driz the showman, entertaining his new friends with a tale of courage and weaponry. The next moment, as the drow lifted one of his pole props to strike at the phony monster, he was Driz no longer. The hunter stood atop the basilisk, just as he had on that day in the tunnels outside the moss-filled cave. Poles jabbed at the monster's eyes. Poles slammed viciously into the stone head. The Shrefnebly backed away, some in fear, others in simple caution. The hunter pounded away, and the stones chipped and cracked. The slab that served as the creature's head broke away and fell, the dark elf tumbling behind. The hunter went down in a precise roll, coming back to his feet, and he charged right back in, slamming away furiously with his poles. The wooden weapon snapped apart, and Drizzt's hands bled, but he, the hunter, would not yield. "'Strong, deep-gnome hands grabbed the drow by the arms, trying to calm him. "'The hunter spun on his newest adversaries. "'They were stronger than he, and two held him tightly, "'but a few deft twists and the Shrefnebli were off balance. "'The hunter kicked at their knees and dropped to his own, "'turning about as he fell and launching the two Shrifnebli into headlong rolls. "'The hunter was up at once, broken scimitars at the ready as a single foe moved at him. "'Belwar showed no fear, held his arms defensively out wide, Drizd, he called over and over. Drizd, Dwarden! The hunter eyed the Shrifnebli hammer and pick, and the sight of the mithril hands invoked soothing memories. Suddenly, he was drizd again. Stunned and ashamed, he dropped the poles and eyed his scraped hands. Belwar caught the drow as he swooned, hoisted him up on his arms, and carried him back to his hammock. Troubled dreams invaded Drizzt's sleep. "'memories of the Underdark and the other darker self that he could not escape. "'How can I explain?' he asked Belwar when the Burrow Warden found him sitting on the edge of the stone table later that night. "'How can I possibly offer an apology?' "'None is needed,' Belwar said to him. "'Drizz looked at him incredulously. "'You do not understand.' Drizzt began, wondering how he could possibly make the Burr warden comprehend the depths of what had come over him. Many years you have lived out in the Underdark, Belwar said, surviving where others could not. But have I survived? Drizzt wondered aloud. Belwar's hammer hand patted the drow's shoulder gently, and the Burr warden sat down on the table beside him. There they remained throughout the night. Drizzt said no more and Belwar didn't press him. The burrow warden knew his role that night, a silent support. Neither knew how many hours had passed when Seldig's voice came in from beyond the door. "'Come, Duarden, the young deep gnome called. "'Come, and tell us more tales of the Underdark!' Dris looked at Belwar curiously, wondering if the request was part of some devious trick or ironic joke. Belwar's smile dispelled the notion." "'Maga Kamara, Dark Elf,' the Deep Known chuckled. "'They'll not let you hide.' "'Send them away,' Drizzt insisted. "'So willing are you to surrender,' Belwar retorted, a distinct edge to his normally round-toned voice. "'You who have survived the trials of the wilds.' "'It's too dangerous,' Drizzt explained desperately, searching for the words. "'I cannot control—' I cannot be rid of... Go with them, Dark Elf, Belwar said. They will be more cautious this time. This beast, it follows me, Trist tried to explain. Perhaps for a while, the Burrow Warden replied casually. Mega Kamara, warden. Five ten days is not such a long time, not measured against the trials that you have endured over the last ten years. Your freedom will be gained from this beast. Driz's lavender eyes found only sincerity in Belwar Dissengulb's gray robes. But only if you seek it, the borough warden finished. Come out, the warden! Seldig called again from beyond the door. This time, and every time in the days to come, Drizd and only Drizd answered the call. The Myconid king watched the dark elf prowl across the cavern's moss-covered lower level. It was not the same drow that had left the fungoid new, but Drizd, an ally, had been the king's only previous contact with dark elves. Oblivious to its peril, the eleven-foot giant crept down to intercept the stranger. The spirit wraith of Zaknephane did not even attempt to flee or hide as the animated mushroom men closed in. Zaknephane's swords were comfortably set in his hands. The myconoid king puffed a cloud of spores, seeking a telepathic conversation with the newcomer. But undead monsters existed on two distinct planes, and their minds were impervious to such attempts. Zaknephane's material body faced the myconoid, but the spirit wraith's mind was far distant, linked to his corporeal form by Matron Malice's will. The spirit wraith closed over the next few feet to his adversary. The myconoid puffed a second cloud, this one of spores designed to pacify an opponent, and this cloud was equally futile. The spirit wraith came on steadily, and the giant raised its powerful arms to strike it down, Zack Nefane blocked the swings with quick cuts of his razor-edged swords, severing the Myconoid's hands. Too fast to follow, the spirit wraith's weapons slashed at the king's mushroom-like torso and dug deep wounds that drove the mycanoid backward to the ground. From the top level, dozens of the older and stronger Myconoids lumbered down to rescue their injured king. The spirit wraith saw them approaching but did not know fear. Zack Nefane finished his business with the giant, then turned calmly to meet the assault. "'Fungus men came on, blasting their various spores. "'Zachnophane ignored the clouds, none of which could possibly affect him, "'and concentrated fully on the clubbing arms. "'Mycanoids came charging in all around him, and they died all around him. "'They had tended their grove for centuries untold, "'living in peace and going about their own way. "'But when the spirit wraith returned from the crawl tunnel "'that led to the now abandoned small cave that once had served as Driz's home,' Zack's fury would tolerate no semblance of peace. Zack Nefane rushed up the wall to the mushroom grove, hacking at everything in his path. Giant mushrooms tumbled like cut trees. Below, the small rothe herd, nervous by nature, broke into a frenzied stampede and rushed out into the tunnels of the open underdark. The few remaining fungusmen, having witnessed the power of this dark elf, scrambled to get out of his thrashing way. But myconoids were not fast-moving creatures, and Zach Nefane relentlessly chased them down. Their reign in the moss-covered cave and the mushroom grove they had tended for so long came to a sudden and final end.